We are so excited to have missionaries with us, and uh, the Karaokis um, are certainly uh, very, very welcome uh, here in our church, and we can hardly wait to um, hear uh, our brother preach, and we want you to be praying for them to get all of their uh, deputation needs met and that they can get to the field of Kenya as soon as possible and that uh, we might also be able to support them as well. Brother, if you would come now, you're all set. Did you bring a sermon with you? Yes, sir. Good. Praise the Lord. God bless you. This is a dear people of Grace Baptist Church. Amen. Thank you. Um, first of all, I want to uh, take this opportunity on behalf of my wife and I uh, to thank the pastor and the leadership of the church for allowing us to come and visit with you all and uh, just present what God is calling us to do. And I uh, thank you, Pastor. And also, also thank you for the church, uh, just for your uh, warm welcome and uh, just your friendliness. You know, we love the sweet spirit in this place. And uh, may God help us. Um, God has been good to us. Uh, we began deputation um, last year, June. Uh, the first Sunday was June 1st of last year, uh, July 1st of last year. So we've been on deputation for a year and now five months. And uh, as of last month, we, uh, we had 77% coming in and 91% promised. And even the promise, those are churches that have already voted to take us on for support, is it, just that it hasn't come in as of yet. So what is coming in is 77 And so with that, you know, God, you know, guided us and he went ahead and bought our tickets. And so we're going back to Kenya on January the 28th. And so we're looking, we're looking forward to going back to Kenya and just go hit the ground running and just going and just uh, spreading the word of God. And so be praying for us. And if you haven't picked a prayer card, kindly pick one. And if you have any question, pass by our table. And we'll be more than glad uh, to answer any question. And may the Lord help us. This time, open your Bibles to uh, the second chapter, the book of Matthew. Second chapter, the book of Matthew. And uh, I would like to draw your attention from that passage from a uh, uh, verse 1 through verse 12, and uh, the brother had read that passage, and uh, but I just go, go ahead and kind of read it again so that we can, uh, so that we can begin, uh, so that we can uh, just reason together. Um, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus was written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. When he had found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed and law, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. 
And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, and frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to her, they departed into their own country another way. Let us pray. Father, I pray that you give me the boldness that I need. I pray that you fill me with the Holy Spirit. I pray that you help me to speak with urgency, clarity, and certainty. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, when I was sharing my testimony this morning, I shared that I was a teacher. And I remember uh, when I was a teacher, we used something we call a syllabus. And a syllabus is a systematic outline of what you're going to teach. And when you hand out this syllabus to the students, they know the teacher will teach from point A through point Z. And at a certain time, they'll be half a semester. And at a certain time, it shows it's the end of the syllabus, and they will have to wait the following year for a different syllabus. But today in the morning, I want to submit to you that God does not give his will like a syllabus. He unrolls it like a scroll, a little bit at a time, and at the end, you see the whole picture. And in this passage, we find the wise men. And they are questioning themselves in verse 2, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Well, they are wise. But they had seen a star, and you know, they knew, well, this is not just the regular galaxies that we're used to. You know, in Africa, we have open skies, and, and at night, you can go outside and just see beautiful stars. And you can see that's Venus, that's Mars, that's Mercury, because we are on Earth. But you see, they looked at it and they saw, well, this is not just the regular stars we're used to. This symbolizes the birth of a king. And they wanted to follow that star to go and worship the king. But you know something? It wasn't the star that was guiding the wise men. It was God. What God used was irrelevant. He used a very secondary circumstance to guide these wise men. The most important thing for us to know is that there was an all-knowing God guiding these wise men in every step of their journey because he had a purpose and a plan for their lives. It begs us to ask this question. How did Joseph and Mary get to Bethlehem? God led them. How did the shepherds find the manger? God led them. How did the wise men get to the house and found Mary and the child? God led them. How will you and I fulfill what God has placed us here on earth to do? God must lead us. So what is all this we're talking about being guided, being led? Most people live what we call a planned life. They wake up, and there is a schedule. Even in the church, we have the, this, this schedule of the service. And you know, if they don't have that schedule on a plan, I'm telling you, they go crazy. They cannot be able to do to function appropriately. And at the end of the spectrum, we have other people who live what we call a passive life. And they live with this mindset. I'll take it as it comes. And in between those two, 
That is what I call the LED light, LED, and not for the lights. And you see, in this LED life, is where you wake up every day and you ask God, what do you have me do? It's where you ask God to give you the plan. Why? Because he knows the beginning and he knows the end. How many people, when you were growing up, you played this game we call follow the leader? You see, in this game we call follow the leader, we all line up behind the leader. And anything he said and did, we mimicked. And if you did not follow the rules of that game, you got kicked out. But the issue in all that was, who gets to be the leader? Because everybody wanted to be the leader to make the rules. But it all came down to this one point, or this one thing. On whose backyard are you playing on? Because on whose backyard are you playing on became automatic the leader. I want to submit to you this morning that we are playing on God's backyard. We're eating God's food, drinking God's water. It's good water, but it don't belong to me. Breathing God's air, listening to God's birds sing, and the only person who is worth to be the leader is God. The only person who is worth telling us what to do is God. And I want us to draw some truth about the led life from this passage. And the first truth I want us to see is that in the led life, you take the first step by faith. Read with me verse 1 through verse 3 again. And the Bible says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his stir in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. The wise men had no knowledge of what Herod had discovered until they got to Jerusalem. They left on the simple knowledge they had. They were following a star, which they knew symbolized the birth of the king because they wanted to find the king to worship him. When we read the story of Abraham in the call of Abraham, we know God told Abraham to leave his place and go to a place that God will show him. And you know what Abraham did? He obeyed. You know, sometime God will ask you to take a step of faith into the unknown. And the only thing that you can do is live by faith. And you know, it is so miraculous when you take that first step by faith and God shows you some light and then he shows you the second step and the third step and the fourth step and the fifth step. And sometime, even as you take that first step, you take that first step, faith, with very little understanding. But the only thing you do is follow God. How many of us today, God has been asking you to take that first step by faith, but you haven't? You know, it all must begin with God. Have you taken that first step by faith to establish a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know that if you die today, where you would go? Let's go down the list. Have you taken that first step by faith to pray for your pastor, the family, the leadership of the church? And not just pray for the pastor. He has a burden to reach the greater Vancouver with the gospel. Do you pray for that specific? And be specific, not just general. Be specific. 
about the needs of the pastor, his burden. Have you taken that first step by faith to even pass a gospel truck out in the community? Have you taken that first step by faith? Even invite somebody, you know they don't go to church, they don't have a church, invite them to church. Have you taken that first step by faith to even share your testimony with somebody you know they're not even saved? You see, we all must begin somewhere. What is that step of faith that God has been asking you to take and you haven't taken? You know, the second truth, in the alert life, God confirms his will through his word. You know, I have read this story. It's a Christmas story. I have read it since I was a child. I don't know how many times. And I knew the wise man left far east going to Jerusalem. But it had never dawned on me that they were following this star that came and stopped in Jerusalem. I know we have many Bible students here. Can I ask you a question? Was Christ born in Jerusalem? Was he born in Jerusalem? Where was he born? Do you know the wise men were about five miles from where Christ was laying, but they could not see him? As wise as they were, as much read as they were, as much research as they were, even with all the GPSs they had, they could not find the child. You know, it's George Mueller who said, God is in the stops as much as he's in the steps. And God will lead you to a point in your life and then halt. And it is at that time, the only thing you can do is ask God, what do I do next? Where do I go next? It was not Herod who found the child. It was not the wise man with all the other wise men. You know who found the child? Read with me verse 4. The Bible says, And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus was written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. It was the word of God. They remembered where they had been reading in the Old Testament prophecies, that Christ was going to be born in Bethlehem. And you know, when you come to that point in your life and you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go next? You know where to find the answers? It's in the word of God. We can never overemphasize staying in the word of God because this is where we find the answers. You know, there was a time a pastor had given us an address to the church right here in Seattle. And I typed in my GPS and, you know, nowadays GPS can actually, you know, give you all the direction that you need. And I'm telling you, the GPS took us round and round and round. And, you know, the, dest the, the destination... It was at the pier where you have the boats docking. You know what that tells you? The GPS, it's made by a human with the same sinful nature. It can lead you astray. This is the perfect GPS. The perfect We can never overemphasize staying in the word of God. Because in the land life, God confirms his will through his word. The next truth. In the land life, you wait for divine prompting. You know, the hardest thing for us to do as Christians is really to wait. Even my wife will tell you how impatient I am. Right now, as I said, we're sending a 77% of support coming in and 91% promise. But if you ask me, I will offer all the support to come in today and tomorrow we'll head back to Kenya. 
You have seen all the ministries we are praying to do with the help of the Lord. If you ask me, I would love for all those ministries to be up and running even before we get to Kenya. And thousands of other times, I make a decision. I want to act on it right there and just get moving. And thousands of other times, God says, no, not to me, not today, not even tomorrow. As soon as they heard from God, as soon as they got in tune with God, you know what happened? Read with me, verse 9. The Bible says, And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till they came and stood over where the young child was. As soon as they heard from God, the star began moving again till they came and stood over where the young child was. You know, when you're seeking the will of mind of God, God will lead you, bring you to a threshold. And let you sit there and learn to die. And let you sit there and learn how small you are and how big God is. And let you sit there and learn how ignorant you are and how perfect and wise God is. Because in the lad life, you wait for divine prompting. And how many of us, including I, we're guilty of this. Just doing something without praying and asking God if that is the right time for us to make that move. If that is the right thing for us to do at that time, we end up making mistakes and blaming others and blaming ourselves. May the Lord help us to always wait for that divine prompting, to always seek for the leading of the Spirit. And the next truth, in the life, you find joy when the Lord gives direction. Look with me, verse 10. The Bible says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. You know, there's so many things happening nowadays, and many Christians fear. We fear over ISIS in Kenya. We fear over shootings right here uh, in the States. So many things, and so many Christians fear. And you know, but deep down inside, we have that peace that surpasses understanding when you know that God is in total control of all life. Some peace that's so hard to explain. And you know, Psalm 23 is a perfect reminder. If you can turn your Bible to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. The Bible says in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I want you to hold that thought. I want you to paint a picture of the shepherd and the flock of sheep. The sheep is in a shed, and in the morning, the shepherd opens the door and guides the sheep to the field. And the sheep eats and and drinks and and sleeps. And you know, even when there is an enemy approaching, if it's a wolf, the sheep is not going to be afraid. It knows the shepherd will protect it. It knows the shepherd has a gun to scare the wolf away. And when the sheep goes back to the shed that night, the sheep will say, you know what? I did not lack anything today. I had some to eat. I had some to drink. I even slept. And even when the enemy was coming to to harm me and to attack me, the shepherd protected me. I did not lack anything. Can that resonate with you? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, the most priceless thing he's done, he's given us is the gift of salvation. 
Are you 100% sure that if you die today, you go to heaven? No, 99.99. No 0.1% doubt. And you know, if you have that doubt, today is that day. Somebody will show you from God's word how you can be 100% sure that if something happened today, I may the Lord forbid that you are on your way to heaven. You know the second thing that God has given us is a home church. Do you have a home church? You know the other thing God has given us is somebody we call a pastor. Do you have a pastor? You know the other thing God has given us, he's given us a church family, good health, a peaceful country. What are you lurking? What are you lacking? Look with me, verse 2. The Bible says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. You know, sometimes God leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. Not because he does not love us, but because he wants to see if we trust the same God to lead us out of that valley of the shadow of death. So that at the end of the day, we sing this song. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. I find joy when it's the Lord giving me direction because I know I'll not lack anything. I know I'll not want anything when he is my shepherd. You know why we are not finding joy? Because we are not allowing God to be the shepherd of our lives. What are you lacking today? You know the next truth? In the let life, let life brings you to worship. Look with me, verse 11. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. The leading of the Lord has very little to do with the geographical location. The leading of the Lord has very little to do with what you're going to do. The leading of the Lord has everything to do with you realizing how great how wonderful and how marvelous God is. The leading of the Lord has everything to do with you waking up every day and telling God to do whatsoever he so pleases with your life. Let me ask you this question. What is the place of God in your life? Is he high and lifted up or is he your equal? But I want to submit to you this. Your worship will never, ever rise no higher than your thoughts of God. What is the view of God? What is the view of God? Do you even believe in creation that you are created in, in his own image and likeness? Because that's a big deal. We have so many people out there believing in evolution theory, others Big Bang theory, others in gap theory. What about you as a child of God? Do you believe that you are created in his own image? Because that affects the way you worship God. You know, the will of God is that all of us will live a life of worship. That every day, we wake up and telling God how great he is. The light life leads you to worship. You know, the next truth, in the light life, the person stays in tune with God in every step of the journey. Look with me, verse 7 and 8. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when he have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. We find Herod calling the wise men and telling them, hey, I want to send you. Go and search diligently for that young child. When you find him, bring me one so that I may come and worship him also. You know, in old times, what Herod was telling the wise men 
by go and search diligently is if there is an article, make sure you go and search for that child in the article. If there is a baptistry, go to the baptistry. If there is a basement, go to the basement. Leave no stone unturned. Make sure you find that child. And when you have found him, bring me word again so that I may come and worship. Do you really think Herod had good intentions for that child? Look with me, verse 12. The Bible says, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed in their own country another way. About the time you think they got everything they need. About the time you think they got everything figured out. About the time you think now this is the end of the story, God says, ah, let me change something else here. You know, tomorrow, God may adjust something in your thinking that you haven't even considered yet. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to say no? You know, a few months ago, I was reading the biography of Amy Carmichael, and she was a single lady missionary to India. And I came to this page where God was, asked, was telling her, now it's time for you to go. She argued with God, no, because she didn't want to go. But one, she didn't want to leave the place she had grown and known all her life. Secondly, she didn't want to leave all the friends she had made. Thirdly, and most important, she didn't want to leave her mother. And you know, her mother saw how she struggled with this. And she took a pen and a notebook and wrote down this. My own precious child, he who hath led will lead you all through the wilderness. He who hath fed will surely feed. He who hath heard thy cry will never close his ears. He who hath marked thy faintest sigh will not forget thy tear. He loveth always, faileth never, so rest on him today forever. And I want to submit to you this morning. The only thing I'm resting on, I know God is leading me. And I want to challenge you. Whatever juncture you are on your own journey, be sure that God is leading you because he's the one who makes a better plans than we do. But, you know, we have to ask ourselves some questions. Have you taken that first step by faith? Do you know if you die today, you go to heaven? Do you have that gift of salvation? And if you have that doubt, then today is that day to do business with the Lord. And be rest assured that you have a home in heaven. Second thing, are you, are you that Christian? Yes, you're a Christian. But then on the other hand, you, you cannot do your own thing. You don't pray and ask God if that's really the right thing, if the right time to make those moves. And the most important, are you living the led life. As the pastor comes for invitation, I would like you to ask those, yourself those questions. And if you see it fit, come and do business with the Lord. Thank you. God bless you.